This is Snake. Can you hear me? Good. The mission is simple. Put your geek pants on and infiltrate Foxhound. If you need backup, contact Ken and Chris on their codec frequency. Ready? Snake out. Another day, another camcast. Another Geek Pants camcast. The Geek Pants camcast with the one and only Chris Mercier and his very sidekick, Ken Levitsky. Are you a sidekick? I always assume we're just partners. I don't know. I mean, yeah, we're partners. Right. Like Bucky and Cap are partners. Yeah, exactly. But Bucky's also the sidekick. No. 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 They're partners? Partners. They're on equal grounds. Equal grounds. Especially in the Brew Breaker run. Okay. Okay. All right. Going Brew Baker. Because you had Captain America up front going, hey, everybody, look at me. And then you had Bucky in the background going, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, look at Cap. Well, I gut you guys. Did I not bring my coffee up here? Uh, no, you did not. Son of a bitch, man. My brain is mush. That's fine. Just uh, lovingly You know what I'm going to do? Life. No, you do. I'm going to guzzle it during our next episode. It's a nice drinkable temperature. Ah, okay. Yes. I will power through it at the normal temperature. Um... <laughs> Wait, we already did the introductions, eh? We did. Yeah. We did. Geek Pants Camcast. I didn't even look at the camera at all. No, you ignored them completely. <laughs> I was like, yep, the one and only Chris Mercier. Yes. No one else is here yep. but us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we're going to be talking Venom. But more importantly, just to hammer out my point, mm. uh, also, retroactively, Robin was considered a partner, less a sidekick. Okay. In the original, like in the. 50s and 40s when they were out, mm -hmm. yes, very much sidekicks, and they're always so much sidekicks. Sidekick. But now they're called partners. They don't really have sidekicks anymore, do they? No, 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 because is, side, is sidekick an offensive word now? It's not so much that it's an offensive word. I think it's because the uh, I want to ask the millennials now instead of sidekick. doing sidekicks, they just do younger heroes. Yeah, because the purpose of the sidekick was so that the kids would have someone to identify with. Right. right? Because, I mean, even when we were kids, mm -hmm. we did think that it was super cool that Robin got to hang out with Batman, right? Yeah. Because even on some level, you're like, well, I'm not Batman, but I'm like Robin. Then it's... Plus, you got to wear green underwear in public. Well, that's... I mean, I don't know if that's a positive. The green booties. But like Grant Morrison said, that's pure confidence. It is. <laughs> yeah. But even like... Plus, uh, he shaved his legs. Uh, you know what? He was probably prepubescent. Okay. I think that's okay. a word, so... Um, <laughs> But then, of course, there was Speedy for uh, Green Arrow. Mm -hmm. Then you had Kid Flash for Flash instead of Speedy for Flash. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So all these, like, kids for them to identify with. Wonder Woman never had a partner, did Yeah, she? she did. Wonder Girl. Wonder Girl. And Aquaman had Aquaboy. Or Aqualad, sorry. Aqualad. That's right. Aquaboy, not as cool. Aqualad. Not as cool. Aqualad. Much cooler. Much cooler, because who uses Lad in their name? <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's and awesome. it doesn't sound as like it doesn't sound like he's a fourteen or a four year old kid. Yeah. It sounds like oh, he's almost a man. Aquaman. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then of course there was an Aqua Girl at one point too. Oh, well, right? of course. And Batgirl. Yeah, but she was less Batgirl, Batwoman. Not so much side. Never been a Batboy. Uh, oh, actually, Batwoman and Batgirl. That was uh, yeah. That was also. But was there ever a Batboy? No. There's never been a Bat Boy. There has never been a Bat Boy. See? Well, I was running Batman, Batman today. Junior. If I was running Batman today, I would introduce Bat Boy. Why? Just because. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it would take off. I mean, if the penis episode or issue could be worth 75 bucks now, then the introduction of Isn't Bat Boy. Isn't that fucking Boy. crazy, though? Like, just the yeah. concept behind it. Like, yeah. like, they sat there and said, hey, we need to justify an adult imprint. Let's have a 
penis. Yeah. Let's show Bruce Wayne's penis. I think it was more or less, nobody's talking about this. How can we get people to talk about it? Let's sneak a penis in there, pretend that we didn't mean to, and the stuff right No, no, no. They after didn't that. pretend like they didn't mean to. They meant it. It was just the yeah. backlash was so immediate. Because everyone was like, what the fuck? Why? What was the point? And then they're like, oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah. We'll never show it again. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous. You know? Like, I was like, I read that, I was like, oh, I should run to the comic store, maybe grab an issue. And I was like, I'm not even going there. I actually, I went, uh, I saw the picture, and I remember just being like. I saw the picture, too. Like, really? I was like, I was expecting Batman to be bigger. See, I, that wasn't the thing. For me, it was more or less just like, you really, it wasn't necessary. Like, what, what's next? We're going to do the, like, pussy outline for uh Or maybe he Woman? was big, because they kind of had it completely shaded, and then the penis was erecting. From the shadows. Oh, erecting from the shadows. <laughs> it's got to be rather large if it's coming up in the shadows. Yeah, maybe we saw it like in mid-erection. Yeah. So that this is not the his proudest point. I hope he's got Catwoman on the mind. Yeah. But like I said, so I guess p- pussy out- or vagina outline for Wonder Woman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. That's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know, I just remember being like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, an adult imprint with Batman and Superman and stuff like that is actually, like, interesting. It's interesting. To see what they, they can do. But, I mean, if that's the case, like, if this... Well, first of all, the story itself apparently wasn't even that good. It didn't sound good. There was nothing about... Like, I read about what it was about. Didn't yeah, feel to me at all. I know. I, was, I did the same thing. I was like, oh, okay. So the only thing really noteworthy about it was the fact that at one point you could see his penis. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Uh, uh, the art, too. Yeah, I mean, he's a good artist. He's a good artist, but, like, the actual, uh, the story didn't sound entertaining at all. Apparently, uh, what's the next one? The Superman by Frank Morrison? That's another one that I'm not gonna, I don't know if I'll the check Wonder it out. The Wonder Woman one sounds interesting. Uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick's writing it. Okay. That bitch sounds... Planet, right? Yeah, the Bitch Planet. Yeah, yeah, okay. That, yeah. but again, like, it, it'll depend now on... I guess it, it'll come down to, like, how adults are they going? Because, again, we're talking about, like, you know, fictional characters, but, like, if they go too adult, like, say, Mark Millar, or yeah. Miller, yeah. you know, well, then you're dirtying up these heroes when you don't need to. Or you're putting them in a position where, like, say, like, now Superman is going to be uh, writing uh, child trafficking. Mm-hmm. Or human trafficking, you know? See, I would, I would like, like... Because, like, the, hold on, before I, uh, yeah, the reason why I use that as an example is because, like, so that's, like, a real-world topic that's a, an epidemic, human trafficking, um, but you can't have a fictional character solve that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's a slap in the face of the real-life occurrences that, that happened. Because, I mean, one wrong person reads that book and goes, oh, yeah, Superman stopped human trafficking? Fuck you. Mm-hmm. You know, my sister is still in it, or whatever the case yeah. may be, you know, and so it's it is a fine line, you know. Yeah, I mean, if it's just an excuse to show Lois Lane riding Superman in the in the sky, <laughs> maybe don't do it. I, I I feel like a mature rated comic book based around someone like Jimmy Olsen would be better than based off of Batman and Superman, like side characters. Actually, like yeah. if you really go the max route, like think about when Bendis kicked off Alias with Jessica Jones, which I never read. It was amazing. But she was solving crimes that were based around superheroes. So you were seeing yeah. the dark side of what was left over from superheroes. See, and that that actually, I have to agree, like, the Jimmy Olsen premise actually works because, first of all, I mean, Jimmy Olsen's just 
Superman's best friend. Yeah. You know, or Superman's sidekick, if you want to yeah. reference what we were talking about earlier. So then to put him in a position where now he's seeing maybe a seedier underbelly that we don't see, or that Superman, well, Superman sees it, but there's only so much he can do, right? Mm-hmm. That might actually, that would be see, a little bit more good. interesting. Yeah. Or how about, um, I don't know, a serial killer, Zaz. He's got his own book, and it's about a cop going after Zaz. Zaz has left Gotham, he's in a new city. Yeah, yeah, that actually, see, that kind of mentality works better. Yeah. Instead of just saying, yeah, we'll have Superman swear. Yeah. Or uh, we'll have, yeah, or like I said, like Lois Lane and Superman engaged in a set, in sex in, in the sky type of thing. Where just yeah, like, it just seems like a waste of the imprint thing. Yeah. And like, and, you, they got Bendis and they have Straczynski under their roof right now. Those guys kicked off the Max line. Exactly. Like, can you imagine Straczynski doing something like Supreme Power over at DC? Yo, yeah. Wow. It'd be so good. That'd be absolutely crazy. So, Gary Frank's there too. I know. Like, <laughs> I know. That guy's on my list. Hey! I actually crossed out George Press because I was trying to think that there was another one on there. And they're like, oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, so before we get any further, uh, we'll see what the black label looks like. Mm-hmm. We'll wait it out. So far, my impressions, not so good. Look, we'll see. I mean, who knows? Maybe Frank Morrison, or Frank Miller, sorry. Frank, I said Frank Morrison before. You said Frank Morrison, yeah. 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 I was like, maybe he means Grant. But you no, meant Miller. But I meant Miller. Frank Miller is doing a Superman run. Frank Morrison Superman. is kind of like a rock star name. It is, actually. Frank yeah. Morrison. Freddie Mercury. Oh. That's a good one. That's a good one. So, but I, I just, that one's going to be a hard one for me to take because his, his take on Superman is... Probably my least favorite take on Superman. Yeah. His Superman is like a total government I'm going to avoid tool. it completely. Because I've read recent Frank Miller. Oh, I don't Recent Frank the last Miller time, is not 80s Frank Miller. I don't remember the last time I read Frank Miller. I went, yeah! Yeah. I like this. Yeah. What was the last one? The Heretic or whatever the fuck it was called? The Infidel? Yeah. And it was supposed to be Batman versus the Taliban? <laughs> and then DC was like, okay, all right, you can't do that. So then he was like, okay, I won't. I took the ears off and then everything else is exactly the same. That was garbage. That was a hot pile of garbage. But, and that's that's exactly what I was getting at. We're like, now you have Batman fighting the Taliban. Yep. So Batman beats the Taliban. But in real life, the Taliban's still there. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of like in the uh, World War II comics where they had to be very careful that they didn't have, you know, Captain America or Batman or Superman, like, end the war because the troops fighting would be like fuck you you're yeah. still here right, right so that's an example that's like a, a recent like, example of something where you're like you gotta yeah. be careful you yeah. gotta be careful like i remember uh what the hell is it there was a superman it, it's a, a, i can't remember who wrote it but it might have been mark wade mark wade and it was drawn by or painted by alex ross and it was superman confronting uh world hunger okay and it actually ends with him kind of saying like i could end world hunger but that does nothing for them like it does they they need to be able to do it on their own type of thing and i was like yeah that makes way more sense or it's kind of like uh superman 4 the quest for peace where he gets rid of all the nuclear weapons and then he goes hey i that was wrong i made a choice for you you should have made that choice so when you're ready to make that choice i'll back you every 100 percent, right mm-hmm. that makes more sense as opposed to just going everything's better yeah you know but yeah so Frank Miller's version of Superman. We'll see how we'll see how it works. I feel it's just going to be him telling the origin of his version of Superman, and I'm mm. going to hate it. Yeah, I, I'm going to be like, fuck this shit. 
This is bullshit. Why would you let the guy that hates Superman write Superman? Ugh. Sure, Chris. Yes, Ken? Insta question! Insta question! Insta question! Insta question! Never gets old. Today's question comes in from, once again, James Levitsky. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, Any relation to Kenneth Levitsky? I think he's a long lost relative. No, he's your fucking brother. He's my brother. He's Why my would brother. you? I give you an open opportunity to be like, that's my, he's brother. my brother. He's my brother. I love him. Check him out on Instagram, The Gentleman Bronco. Awesome artwork. Which, it's still great because of that yeah. fucking movie. <laughs> it's not a good movie. No. But that title is awesome. Yeah. The Gentleman Bronco. The Gentleman Bronco. But yes, also, he's not my brother, but he's close enough. Mm-hmm. James Levitsky! James Levitsky is asking, who are your top five favorite comic book artists? You want to go first? I'll give you a heads up on that so, so yeah. I wouldn't throw you off to so give you some time. Yeah, no, it actually, <clears> it's <throat> fairly easy. Uh, the only one that I snagged on was, uh, and I'll, I'll go through the list. So, uh, right away, Eric Larson. Okay, yeah. He's Makes been sense. one of my favorite artists since as long as I can remember. I remember the first time I saw him, he was doing Spider Man. And it was Amazing Spider Man 349. Ah. No, that's not true. It was earlier than that. It was an episode, uh, not an episode. I can't remember. Uh, He's fighting Venom on an island. It's the second part of a two-part storyline. Oh, Venom I remember that cover. Yeah, it's the one where he's got the, the skull. Yeah. Uh, and there's like remnants of Spider-Man's mask on. Yeah. <clears throat> that was the first Eric Larson book I ever uh, read, and I uh, loved his art, and then, of course, followed his art after that. So then saw 349, 350, uh, and then he moved over to... Uh, Spider-Man, yep. just regular Spider-Man, right after uh, Tom yep. McFarlane, yep. and then read that whole run. That run was awesome. Oh. His art was so good. His Sinister Six issue. Oh my god. That was a great You had issue. like the uh, Cyber Spider with yeah. the Cyber Cast. Um, friggin <laughs> <laughs> total like 90s. It was a Terminator. Total 90s thing, but yeah, like uh, a precursor to the Super Patriot, <coughs> which was later the yeah. Savage Dragon. And of course, that's why I started reading Savage Dragon was because mm -hmm. Eric Larson. So he's he's a top of the list for me. Uh, nice, nice. Next, Frank Quitely. Right. Uh, ever since New X-Men, always been a, a fan of his work. And yeah. like I said in our previous camcast, we were talking about favorite runs and stuff. At first glance, I would probably have never have said, yeah, that's like one of my favorite artists. It was a very unique style to get used to at first. But within the second or third page, I remember just being like, this is crazy cool. Like, mm -hmm. it's different, but it's like he's he's got a different view on how, drawing things, but he's, his expressions are great. The people look different. Yep. There's none of this like homogenization. His action sequences look amazing. You know, uh, so yeah, Frank Quietly, and if, plus he draws one of my favorite Superman. He's just got this really, um, I don't want to say futuristic, but it, like it, it's it matures. He's got a mature style. It's almost like an Art Deco style, <laughs> kind of like uh, the Batman animated series. Yeah, kind of like that, but a little bit more off, detailed. X Men One Thirteen was like your your usual superhero Standard X Men, superhero art, and then when New X Men One Fourteen came out, like that artwork was on another level. Yeah, I had never exactly. seen artwork like that. You know, because that came out the same time as uh, X Force. Yeah, X Force, and I thought the same thing about Mike Allred. Like, you mean Ecstatics? What was X Force? Well, we had a it was X Force, and then it was Ecstatics. But Mike Allred again, like that was art like I'd never seen before. His art though 
Mike Allred, I see. I've never read enough of his work to actually put him on the list, but I've okay. always been drawn to it. Yeah, because he's got that like pop culture Art Deco style it's as so well, neat. where you're it's just so, like so what? unique and different. Like uh, I reread uh, the Mark Wade Daredevil run recently because Daredevil season three is fucking amazing. So good. Better be watching that on Netflix because it looks like we might not get a season four if that's the case. Oh. Fuck. If they cancel, I'm gonna just fucking. Especially the way they end it. Have you watched it all I the way through? I watched all the way yet. Oh man! I watched all the way. They killed Daredevil. Anyway, um, yeah. So I reread his run, and at one point, Albert does like a guest spot on it, mm -hmm. and uh, it's funny because Chris Samney, Albert, these guys all hold up really well, mm -hmm. and it was uh, who was it? Darwin Cook was another one that really... Yeah, Darwin Cook. That rest, whole... Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Frank Quitely. Awesome then, case. next on the list, Gary Frank. Mm. Gary Frank, uh, he's one of my all-time favorites. And he just came out of nowhere. It was Supreme Power. That was the first time I've ever seen him in do anything. Yeah, I mean, he worked with Straczynski on, I think it was Midnight Nation. I looked up That's I looked the one that we were talking about, because I said Rising it wasn't, Stars. It wasn't Rising Stars, it was but Midnight it wasn't, Nation. Because I, I looked back later, yeah. but yeah, Midnight Nation, that's yeah. right. And that, yeah, his work is insane. Incredibly detailed. Uh, suits superheroes so well, but can also do, like, adult books and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. I remember just, like, I feel like if Gary Frank wasn't drawing Supreme Power, I don't think I would have been as sucked in as quickly as I was. Because I wouldn't. I remember the filler issues, and it was just like, oh. Yeah. And it's still good. Yeah. But it's not as good. I mean... He's so good. His yeah. Superman is also one of my favorites, even though he's he's one of the ones that draws Christopher Reeves as Superman. Yeah. Although, actually, no, with New 52 and, and beyond, he does closer to what Superman looks in New 52 and stuff. But His work is best, though, when he's got time. Yeah, he's not... I, I, don't, I don't think he should be a monthly guy. I think he's good for miniseries and stuff. Unless they give him a head start, though. It's, he's got to have a head start. Because him, him, like... I've noticed his art not being as tight these days in a lot of the more recent books. What else is he, what's he doing right now? Yeah, uh, like what did I just, I just saw him on, on something. It's DC. Uh, I forget. Anyways. But it's kind of like Brian Hitch. Brian Hitch, if he's got time, beautiful. Yeah. If he's rushed, it's, it's. His, uh, Brian Hitch's uh, run on Je Justice League actually was really good when he wrote it and drew it. Yeah. Yeah, really good. It was. Uh, it it reminded me a lot of uh, Ultimates. Okay. Because it was this big, huge, bombastic movie style thing. Mm -hmm. But it also kind of reminded me of uh, Grant Morrison's run on Justice League, where it was this big, huge event. It wasn't like the Justice League were, uh, you know, helping stop fires in the city. They were. Like, it was like a big, huge, galactic, global event. Justice League was there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, exactly. Brian Hitch is another prime example. Yeah. And you're right, like with especially towards the end of the first six issues, you could tell he was getting rushed, so yeah. it wasn't as good. Yeah. But yeah, Gary Frank, uh, Jim Lee. Jim Lee is hands down. I almost put Lee on my list. Just, I mean, Jim Lee. Even at his sloppiest, is still really, really. Good. His X Men is the X Men I grew up with. When I think X Men, I think Jim Lee's. Exactly, like, exactly. It doesn't matter. We've had new X Men, astonishing X Men, every freaking X Men since, and all I will automatically think animated series and Jim Lee's designs. Yeah, I and I also actually uh, with Batman too. I picture same his with Batman. Batman. I same picture Batman. his Batman, and I picture animated Batman as yep. well. Those yep. are the two. 
Um, but even just his Wildcat stuff. Yep. You know, his Superman, even though I hated the run, his Superman, the book was great. Like, beautiful. Like, he's just a consistently amazing artist. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he gets better as he gets older. He really does. You know? Like, there's guys that get worse, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, he seriously just gets better and better and better, which is insane because what is he like vice president or something? Yeah, shit now like he's up there. He's a big dude. Like he's, he's like a big he's like deal. Casado over at Marvel. Like I would say he's bigger. Jim Lee's bigger. Yeah, I mean, Jim Lee's a freaking superstar. Yeah. So I mean, oh man, just so 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 good. And then finally, John Cassidy. Hmm. Cassidy. Cassidy. <laughs> but it, Cassidy. Uh. John Cassidy and like artist. the first time I saw his art was at Captain America one. Yep, incredible. Like he Just took the, the time to do all the chain I know. Mail. Like actually said this is chainmail because they always say it in the books and some people do the crosshatch. He made it look like chainmail. His arts or his fight sequences were incredible, uh, ultra realistic mm -hmm. for a superhero book, but still absolutely amazing. His uh, astonishing X Men run. Yep. Still one of my all-time favorite runs. Uh, I've I've wanted to check out Planetary. I've read about half of it. My only concern, though, is it's my the same thing I have with uh, the Authority is that you get a great art team or writing art team for one run, and then the next run it's someone else, and then the next run it's back to you know whoever. Yeah. Because uh, well, Planetary is is Warren Ellis and John Cassidy the whole all run. the way through. Okay. The whole run. Okay. So I'm definitely gonna check that out. So I mean, it's worn else wacky. Uh, uh, that's the that was the, the other thing. It's, it's weird like, at times. But then again, Mark Millar on the Authority was just fucking balls out there. Yeah, balls out there. And was Cassie on that run too? Wasn't it? Or who else? Or was it Hitch? Hitch did Authority too, didn't he? Hitch did. He did a run. I want to say Cassie did a run too for some reason. Or no, might have been Quietly actually. Yeah. I'll have to double check. It's been so long since I've, I've checked out Authority because even though I really liked Authority, the concept was amazing. Um, it's just Millar. Well, Millar is... Uh... Hey, do you want your superheroes to to be raped and rape? Read a Millar book. <laughs> Read a Millar book. I'm not kidding. I think uh, every single Millar book I've read... Almost every single one, like up until recent years. Mm -hmm. But like, uh, well, Authority had a rape scene. Or almost rape scene. I think, if I remember correctly, it was teased that it was a, it was going to be a rape scene. And yep. it didn't happen. Uh, but Kick-Ass. Highly disturbing. Heavily, 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 uh, heavily. Amazing applied. run. Really just tainted by a really disturbing. Yeah. And same with Kick-Ass too. The dog. Well, yeah. that, and that's that like hard to forget too fuck. because that's visually like that. It's in my head. Like I think of Kick Ass Two and I immediately go, oh yeah, that's right, that book. Yeah, that book. He didn't have that Hit Girl though. No. Which was good. I didn't. I don't think I checked out Hit Girl. Anyway, so uh, well, I yeah. digress. I digress. So Eric Larson, Frank Quietly, Gary Frank, Jim Lee, John Cassidy. Yep. Those are my top five. I did originally have George Perez on here because. George Perez is fucking amazing. Like I was, I'm still a sucker. You for want a guy or someone to draw 500 superheroes in one picture? And get Perez. Also, make sure that every single one of those 500 superheroes 
are actually detailed. Yeah, and not just like a little colored blob in the background. Yeah, like yeah. not just like a Spider-Man, like the eyes, and then a red dot. Mm-hmm. For, it's like you get the webbing. You've got, you know, muscle. You've got the chain mail. You've got everything. Like, uh, I, I honestly believe the pinnacle of his career was JLA versus Avengers. That, that was amazing. That was an absolutely that beautiful run. Uh, so I, good. My favorite shot is like a ripped up Superman mm-hmm. with the Thor hammer, the yep. Mjolnir, fucking Captain America shield, and he's like, let's go. I mean, he's an old school guy. Like, he took the Kirby template mm-hmm. and then expanded upon it. So, amazing fight scenes. Intricate, like I said, like like you said too, intricate detail. He, the only reason why he didn't make the list was because I've read all these guys way more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a handful of books that I, I will, like the, the Titans run, New Teen Titans with Gary uh, or Mark Wolfman. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, incredible. But like, his is a dated style. These guys are all like new age, old age at the same time. Because mm-hmm. even Larson's a, a Kirby student. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean... Um, but, like... I think I want to say a top six. It's a top six. It's a top six? Because George Perez, or at least uh, George Perez and Jim, Jim Lee uh, tied for fourth, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> There's a tie there, because, yeah, now the more I think about it, I mean, like, I mean, really, it's hard to uh, beat George Perez. Like, even uh, Phil Jimenez is another one of my favorites. Yeah. He is heavily influenced by George Perez. He's got his own style, but you can see... Influenced by uh, by George Perez, but yeah, like they're all just they're all just really great. All right, I'm done talking. What about you, pal? Good. Uh, okay, uh, I'm gonna kick it off with uh, Bill Sinkovich. Oh, ooh, okay, all right. He is uh, he's got this style that no one has. Mm-hmm. Like you see a Sinkovich picture or, or piece of art, you know it's him immediately. And it was Marvel Masterpieces Series Two that got me accustomed to him. As I remember going off, like, Series 1 was Joe Jesco, all yes. brilliantly painted, just oh, gorgeous. Jesco. Gorgeous. And then Series 2, they got four artists. Uh, Julie Bell was in there. Oh, yeah. That's um, right. Who else was there? There, there was a few. Steranko, I think, was actually one of them, too. I was just going to say, Steranko was one of those ones. His covers were just fucking yeah. batshit. Yeah. Yeah, Steranko. Cool. His uh, Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. covers? Mm-hmm. So good. <laughs> Like, so the, the, the way he does blacks and whites and that. Yeah. yeah, and then you're just in there going like, yeah, I bet you didn't do acid. Yeah. But then Sinkovich was the other one, and I, I, even though he did Moon Knight and Electra and stuff before that, I didn't really follow those. Yeah, I, I'm just now I'm trying to picture his art, so I'm gonna go ahead and uh, Google it. Um, actually, I should have freaking worn my new Halloween shirt. I got a new Halloween shirt. It's Michael Myers drawn by Sinkovich. Jesus Christ! Beautiful, beautiful. Um. But yeah, so, anyways, Marvel Masterpieces. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now I remember. Okay. This is beautiful art. But that, that second series of Marvel Masterpieces, number one, the first card was a Hulk card, and it was this sketchy, just crazy painted. So coming off of Jessica and then seeing that, and I was just like... Yeah, because Jessica was all clean lines. Yeah, as a kid, I was kind of like, it's strange. I, I don't know. Yeah, I love it. Like, you know? uh, Sam Keith was another one. Yeah, see, I when love I Sam kid, Keith. When I was a kid, when I first saw it, I was like, this is too crazy for yeah. me. Yeah. And then when I got a little bit older and uh, MTV had the Max cartoon. Yeah. Uh, which was great, by the way. I loved the Max cartoon. cartoon. You know? Um, 
I also loved how the style of the animation was very much very similar to Sam Keith. But now I look at Sam Keith's art and I'm just like, yeah, it's still out there, but fuck, is it ever good? It's so good. It is so I actually good. got uh, the new Batman Max on my pull list. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh man, yeah. I almost want to go. Yeah. I almost want to go, especially because that Batman Ninja Turtles run looked like it was a hoot and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm psyched. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, so Sinkovich, he's got a style that no one can compare to. His New Mutants is one of the fucking nicest X-Men runs yeah. in history. Easily. Easily. So good. And, uh, you know, of course, Elektra, Daredevil, his yeah. work on those oh, yeah. Moon Knight. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. so good. Uh, number two, David Mack. Yeah, I knew you were going to say David I Mack. I love David I Mack. Mack. Yeah. I've always been a huge David Mack fan. Um, I had all the Kabukis. Yeah, you're the only reason why I read Kabuki. Yeah. I was familiar with it because of, like, Wizard Magazine mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Well, actually, mostly just Wizard Magazine. Now yeah. I think about it. But then, uh, then you got into it, and then I remember I I pulled uh, Daredevil Bendis run right after Mac. Right after Mac. A lot of people did that, because Mac um, was pretty much right before. Well, that, and that, that was the, uh, was it the Hard Boiled one? Um, Hard Boiled, I want to say, was right after Mac. I think so. I mean, like... Because that's the one where he beats the fuck out of uh, Bullseye. Like, Bullseye actually does the the scar, like, in the movie. Well, that was... Didn't you do that in the Target? In that Kevin Smith mini? Yeah, but, like, he had the tattoo. Okay. And then, like, that's where, like, they end off, and, like, Daredevil's calling him Lester. He's like, yeah, Lester. Yeah. I think I don't know who you are. I know everything about you. I could have gotten you at any point in time. Like, just verbally abusing while he's beating the fuck out of him. Then he takes the rod and goes, Bullseye? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I was like, holy shit! And I think that's the that's the one that ends into the uh, Daredevil Kingpin run. Almost immediately into the Kingpin, where he, okay. he beats the fuck out of Kingpin and yeah. says, that's it. I'm the Kingpin now. And then later, the Murdoch Papers. That whole run was amazing. That, that whole, like, but anyway, yeah. that whole Sorry, series. Getting back to series. David Mack, I don't yeah. know. Um, too much over you. He's a great writer too, though. He's a great writer because he actually. I don't remember um, the Kabuki stuff. I don't remember if I enjoyed it immensely. It's he's someone that really grew and changed with every single volume of Kabuki. Oh yeah, that I you look at you. Circle of Blood, the first one. It's it's all black oh, and white, yeah. classic comic style. Um, a very espionage, not espionage, but like a noir type of story. You know what the art kind of reminded me of? Uh, kind of like Jim O'Barr. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That one very similar, very similar style, but it seemed like you had black and Ben just did the same thing when he was drawing on his uh, independent books. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. So like Jinx and Goldfish and all that, he had the same dark blacks, just oh okay, same kind of style. I okay. mean, they were all buddies, right? Um, yeah, but then then he started to get more into painting, yeah. and then it became more abstract, and then he was oh. doing cutouts and like again, Lake Sinkovich. An artist where, like, you can't compare. Like, there's only yeah, one David Mack. Exactly. Exactly. It's, uh, yeah, I agree completely. Yeah. And, and I have to say, like, uh, the original Kabuki run was, like, nothing standout in terms of the, the uh, pictures. What? Oh, my ear. Oh. Somebody's trying to get a hold of me. Oh. <laughs> it's like a song. No, it's, it's vibrations. Like vibrations. Yeah. Um, uh, the locomotion. Oh, locomotion. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so but yeah, like I was saying, like and then, but once you see anything after that run, you're just like, you know, right away it's David Mack. That's mm-hmm. that's one of the things. It's kind of like uh, 
like a George Perez, like you, yeah. you go, yeah, Dave Mack. Dave Mack. 100%. That's, that's the thing, like the artists on my list. I mean, well, for me. Next is Ryan Otley. Yeah. You know, we've talked about how much I love Invincible. Ryan Otley drew probably 95% of that run. His heart. And again, like, you look at early Invincible and then later Invincible and now Amazing Spider-Man. Like he's consistently getting better and better and better and better. Consistently getting better and well, better. While still better. keeping the look that you go, that's Ryan Ollie. Yeah, exactly. He hasn't changed his style to the point where you're like, who is this? Yeah. Whereas, uh, but even what I was saying, like when we talked about, you know, Invincible stuff, what I loved was that it is this cartoony animation style almost. Mm -hmm. Not, I shouldn't say anime, but it's a very animated type yeah. of a feel to it with bright colors and everything. So then when you get to like, you turn the page and there's this, a scene where some guy's arm is like literally through another guy's torso and you see the, you know, ligaments and you see intestines and blood and chunks of like torso through this guy and they don't shy away from everything. It's so jarring when you see that. I You're know. Like, Whoa. You weren't expecting that. Fuck. You know, and then after you see something like that, so, uh, like they kind of train you to expect the unexpected, yeah. but it never changes when you do this, then it's a new gory fucking scene, but his expressiveness. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I remember Absolutely. when uh, you had market raped by uh, the woman, Viltramite. You see just the tears and, like, the saliva in his mouth as he screams. And then the aftermath. Yeah. When just little moments where like Eve goes to touch him and he pulls away or she wants to have sex with him and he doesn't because he's still feeling the emotional effects of this yeah. and you can see it in his face. You feel it coming out of the book. Like, I mean, yeah, that's a very good pick. That's mm -hmm. a very good pick. Love Otley. Love Otley. And that's the reason why I'm buying Amazing Spider-Man again for the first time in like 12 years. Put Ryan Otley on the book. All right, I guess I'm going to read Spencer's it. actually been doing a really good job. Spencer is actually doing a really good the job. The follow-up with the Bacalo is also really good too. The follow? Well, yeah, because oh, and the Otley's taking a break. It's uh, it's Ramos. Humberto. Oh, sorry, Humberto. yeah, Ramos. And Ramos is actually again really. Humberto good. is another artist. Really like that's Humberto Ramos. Yeah, great artist. Started off with the uh, Impulse. Mm -hmm. You can see a progression. His yep. Spider-Man is looking really good right now. Really good. Like it's it's a lot tighter than it was like back when he started on the Spidey books. He was doing spectacular Spider-Man. <clears throat> yeah. Drew an awesome Venom in that run. Oh, yeah. Like, but, great. like, uh, and it's weird because at first I thought, I don't know if Ramos is going to be a good compliment because I kind of like when they do, if they're going to trade off artists, if the artists have some form of similarity. Yeah. So it doesn't immediately just go, oh, okay, right? Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't throw you off. But this is working out really good so yeah. far. No, very, very much so. Um, next is Adam Kubert. Oh, yeah. Now, Adam, to me, is the definitive Wolverine artist. Yes. I started reading Wolverine when Kubert was doing Wolverine. And it's funny that you mentioned that because that's who I picture doing Wolverine. Yeah. You know, it's Jim Lee and Adam Kubert. Yeah. Like, the Those Adam Kubert Wolverine, like, Adrian's got tattoos. He's always like, oh, you're going to get a tattoo on this? Or, you know, like that. And Ryan, if I did... Ryan got a tattoo. Or Lucy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you got? He got uh, an owl Yeah. with the uh, tool third eye. Nice. Yeah, he sent me an unfinished pick that looks nice. pretty bitchin'. But, uh, hey, name drop, Ryan Bortolosi. Boom. Hello, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, sweet, um, sweet. I can't wait to see so it. So, yeah. Finish, if, but anyway. If I got a tattoo, it'd, it'd be a Cuban Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Because the amount of awesome Wolverine covers that he did during his run. Oh, so good. 
So good. So yeah, no, I, I mean, I love all the Kubert Kubert artists. Joe Kubert, amazing. Andy, awesome. See, Joe Kubert, I wasn't a huge fan of, but like you can see the school. Yeah. Like you can see where Andy and Adam got it from. I I love Joe's art. I just didn't really so much care for a lot of the characters he was working on. Like Sergeant Rock didn't really do anything for me, kind of thing. Yeah, right? no, I, so, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I get it. Um, um but yeah, I don't know. I mean, Emma Kubert, Andy's daughter. She's her art's looking amazing. I didn't even realize that she drew. Yeah, she's doing a, a brand new book. She she just completed the Kubert School for like three years or whatever, and she's doing a book with uh Billy Tucci right now. Oh with, wow! With Dynamite called Miss Fury. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna check that. It looks out. really good. It looks mm. a lot like her dad's art. Nice. Yeah, really nice. good. So yeah, uh, Adam Kubert, and then lastly, this, this is gonna probably like be strange to a lot of people. Off Clayman. Interesting. I love Clayman's art. I love Clayman's art to the point where where when I first saw him doing X Men because he was doing a lot of X Men back in like the early two thousands. Okay. I went. This is a guy that if I ever did a try on comic, I would throw all my money at this guy to get him to do it. Clayman. His Why art, can't I picture his incredible. Man. He's doing a, he's bouncing back and forth on issues with uh, Tom King right now with Batman. He's actually doing the Heroes in Crisis miniseries. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, actually, yeah. Clayman's a, a really good amazing artist. Amazing artist. Amazing. Artist. I'm gonna say really good. I'm not gonna say amazing. To me, amazing <laughs> artist. <laughs> um. So that's my top five. I also I almost threw in Sam Keith, Jim Lee. I was thinking of J. Scott Campbell. See, it's tough because there's like, so many. There's so many good ones, and I always like those ones that have their own unique style to them. Dave Johnson, another great artist. Yeah, Dave Johnson, yeah. Cameron Stewart. Cameron Stewart. Um, yeah. A lot of the guys that work with, uh, I find a lot of the guys that work with Grant Morrison, I really mm -hmm. like. Um, even Yannick Paquette, I'm not a huge fan of, but okay. it depends on the book. Like the uh, Wonder Woman stuff they did was really good. Yep. I really liked that. I haven't um, really seen his art since uh, he did Marvel. He did a lot of Ultimate X Men. Dave Gibbons. Dave Gibbons, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, really, really good. Like, that Watchmen stuff mm -hmm. wouldn't have been nearly as good without Dave Gibbons. Yeah, no, his art was you incredible. Know? I think Watchmen's overrated, but his, the art, <laughs> yeah, top notch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, and that's the thing. So, like, my, my top five is right now. I mean, you know, yeah. it'll change at some point, you know, but. It's kind of hard to, like. Well, like I said, to me, the top four was George easy. Perez in there was because, yeah. you know, he almost had to. Alex right? Malieve. Alex Malieve, yes, Malieve. exactly. Like we're talking about the the Again, one, but a guy Alex where Malieve I'm like that. Alex Malieve, see, like him and Michael Lark back and forth, the two of them. Yeah. Steve Empton. Jay I mean, Lee. Jay Lee's another one. So Jay many. Lee, so many. When he are. first came out, he was like, uh, like a Will Sportacio sort of uh, Mark Silvestri ripoff, yeah. yeah. actually more of an amalgamation of the two, mm -hmm. because Sportacio uh, had that sort of sketchy style. Yeah. And then. Out of nowhere, you've got Jay Lee doing this beautiful dark stuff, dark tower stuff. His dark tower was incredible, and then with, uh, especially with the colors by Richard Eisenhower. Uh, yeah, hoy, hoy, hoy. Yeah, exactly, hoy, hoy, hoy. Eighty Granoff. Yep. Another one where you're yep. just like, Jesus. Fuck. Again, a great cover artist and a guy that they're going to have doing interiors needs a lot of time. But even still, though, because I I'll never forget the delays on that. Luck. The first six issues of his Iron Man with Warren Ellis. <laughs> Six issues must have took like a year and a half or something. Um, I, I mentioned Chris Ami. Chris Ami is that yep. like old school, new school kind yep. of artist. His yep. Daredevil run was amazing. Great artist. You know? Scotty Young. There's just, so, yeah, Scotty Young. So many. Um, Mike McCone. Yep. Did Mike a great McCone. run on uh, Teen Titans. Mike uh, One of my Ringo. favorites. Oh, Ringo. 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 To follow up Tom Grummet's run on Robin, mm -hmm. 
It was a great choice to pull out Ringo. Yeah. So good. Um, I think he passed away, didn't he? He did. Yeah, he did. So yeah, rest in peace. Did. I was a big fan of his. His Spider-Man work was also ridiculously yeah. good. His was his Spider-Man run was so good that I went, yeah, why didn't you do Spider-Man forever? <laughs> you know? Right? It was so good. Why what, what did he kick off? It? Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man? Is that the one he kicked off with? And it was Mark Wade writing so. it? Was it Wade writing it? Or was it? I can't remember now. I'm trying to think. I want to say it was Wade, because I think it was the Fantastic Four creative team. Yes, that's Spider-Man. right. And that's another one, too. His yeah. run on Fantastic Four was fucking Oh, he drew incredible. an awesome Doctor Doom. Oh, man. So good. That, uh, like, insectoid yeah. Doctor Doom, where he was a mix of, like, Doctor Doom and, and magic. Like, yeah. the sorcerer style. Like, yeah. Gypsy. The Gypsy run. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So good. Oh, man. So, so many good That's artists. what I mean. Like, there's so it's many really hard great to put, like, artists. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just... Like, even then, even I guess my top six is tentative anyway. Yeah. <laughs> We're going through the list, and I'm just like, Jesus, fuck, yeah. there's so This could go on for an eternity. Oh, yeah. Well, once you get the ball rolling, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Easily. Even Tom McFarlane. Yeah. McFarlane? I was never a I was never a huge, huge McFarlane Tom McFarlane fan. fan either. But He's a great artist. Yeah. I liked his, his amazing Spider-Man more than the dark Spider-Man. Like, the just adjectiveless Spider-Man. His stuff on Amazing, uh, I enjoyed more. Because then he started to get darker and darker, and then that went to Spawn. Yeah, and, and but it's like still his, really good. His Lizard run was crazy awesome. Like his his depiction of Lizard and Calypso, uh, just that that was incredible. I, man, that, that was like a horror book. Yeah, it was creepy. It was really it was good. Very creepy. Really good. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, you're, you're like, oh, fuck, we could do this all day. Really. All day. Uh, fuck Venom. Full episode on yeah. artists. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Save Venom for a later date. Yeah, fuck you, Venom. Yeah, because yeah. I even mentioned Will Spertaccio. He was really good, too. Mm-hmm. I really liked his art. All those image guys. Yeah, all the image guys. Dale Keown. I was a big fan of Dale yep. Keown. Pitt was awesome. Pitt was awesome, but even Dale Keown's run on Hulk was also just fucking incredible. Like, yep. It just looked so cool that you had the smart Hulk running around in that like brown jumpsuit, which mm-hmm. made no sense, but mm-hmm. still looked awesome. Even Ron Lynn. Big fan of Ron Lim. Yeah, was always a big fan of him. His uh, his surfer was probably one of my favorite surfers. Mm-hmm. You know, um, up until who's the most recent one that did surfer? Was it Mike Alred? Yeah, it was Mike Alred. Yeah, yep. His surfer was really good too. Very Kirby esque. Well, yeah. Because like I, my dad, he's got all his old comics I know. and his old Kirby surfer books. Oh, so yeah. good. I know. So damn good. But yeah. Okay, all right, so... So that was our Insta question, <laughs> our top 500 comic book artists. Yeah, and counting. And counting. <laughs> and counting, because <laughs> fuck, we'll get uh, back to it. Uh, thanks, James, for the great mentions, question. Any final mentions before we sign off? Oh, man. I, it's, it's just going through my head right now. Uh, Tony Daniel. The list just continues. Tony Daniel is also one of the best Batman artists out there. He's also really good. Yeah. Yeah. Great artist. Anyway. Fiona Staples. I love Marcus her. Marcus Toe. I love her art in this. Yeah, Fiona Staples. Fiona Staples is so good. Marcus Toe is another great artist. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's just... Let's fucking we'll we'll cut it in. Okay, so Venom. Venom. <laughs> Venom. The surprise hit of the summer. Isn't that a shock? Uh, you know what? Because I was like, it looks fun, but I, I it's going to bomb. I Oh, yeah. We predicted it was going to bomb. Yeah. I was. I said it would be lucky if it made money, I think, is yeah. what we said when we did our uh, upcoming movies run. But, uh, yeah. But as of right now, it's nearly $550 million worldwide. 
Yeah, so what the fuck? quintupled its budget because it was shit. just a smidge over $100 million. Yeah. Oh, you can't make a fan movie without Spider-Man. It'll never work. It oh. did. Well, Sony proved you wrong. Yep. Sony proved you wrong. Yep. First and foremost, I gotta say the a uh, couple of things that really struck suck out, and I remember I was saying this right away when we talked about it, was because um, the reviews savaged this movie. Oh, they like, were the critics, awful. They they make it th- they say it's a waste of Tom Hardy's talents. Uh, it's a jumbled mess. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really know what it wants to be. Uh, it almost feels like two different movies slapped together. Uh, Michelle Williams didn't even really have to be there. Mm-hmm. They could have cast anyone in that role. Well, yeah, I mean, but yeah, you could have. You could have. You could have cast anyone in, as Eddie Brock. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, you, know. you could say that about anything, any movie. Right. I always hate it when they say that because you're right. Like every time they she say that, she doesn't need to be there. It could be any female player. What? Yeah. What the fuck. Okay. She needs a job too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't understand that at all. But like, uh, and I will agree that there is a tone shift that is jarring. Yep. Like I feel like the uh, if there is a director's cut. I feel like then we'll get more of a cohesive movie put together because, like, the first 20 minutes feels like a body horror type of thing. Right. You know, like... The comedy is pretty, pretty it's, slim. It's only really, like, that cutesy boyfriend-girlfriend stuff at the beginning that, that is kind of lighthearted. And even just the way Eddie is as a character yep. is, is kind of funny, but it's not like, uh, like you're laughing... Mm-hmm. And it, there's none of this black humor with it. It's just kind of, it almost feels like the setup for a horror flick where, you know, the guy's got everything going for him. Life is going really, really good, right? And then he makes that one fatal mistake, fucks his whole life up. And now he's starting to do the change into something worse yep. than he ever thought possible. And it does feel very much like that. Like, not that it's scary or suspenseful. But it has the beats, the same similar beats, like, uh, like even with the fly, like it has similar beats to that. That whole opening sequence of Venom was awesome. I enjoyed it immensely. Like, it, it was like I was like, oh man, I was, I, I was really hoping, surprised. I was hoping it was going to hold that throughout the movie. So was I. I was that really was hoping. like, if you did Venom with that tone throughout the whole movie, oh yeah, that I been, was really hoping. That would have been However, really good. When they do the switch, yeah, and. Venom is actually speaking to Eddie. I love that. First of all, I love that too. I love the voice. The voice was so good. He said, we, not like Spider-Man 3 and Mr. Topher Grace over there. That's right. That's right. But yep. okay, no offense to Topher Grace. He's just doing what he's told. Yeah. But I agree. Like it, When you pointed that out, we watched Venom and then we did the Spider-Man trilogy and it was like, yeah, that's right. He never once said we. Yeah. It was I. And he always says we. That is yeah. the thing. Exactly. You read any Venom comic, he's saying we. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, so for first of all, to have him talk to Eddie, and then then it starts to get into that black comedy, campy sort of Deadpool type of the movie. Right now we're getting some like it's getting a little too humorous, and I'm not really surprised. Ruben Fleischer directed this. He's the guy who did Zombieland. So yeah, I. Okay, I mean, it's going to be calm. A little bit. I was actually, I was more surprised at the level that they took it to. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed it, but like I said, like it was almost like they were going this way, and then they turned and yeah. like, okay, this is the rest of the movie, you yeah. know. So, I, like I'm saying with the the uh, 
cutscenes. I feel like if those cutscenes were added in, then we might actually see a better twist where it's even in the beginning, even mm-hmm. though it's kind of like a body horror. Yeah. It's a little bit more funnier, a little bit more black humor. You know, some of it was a little bit over the top. Like I remember when. Uh, Oh, yeah, when he's, like, overheating and he's eating everything and he goes to the restaurant and she's on the date with the doctor mm-hmm. and then Brock literally gets in the uh, the lobster tank. I remember just being like, okay. It was, I, uh, mean, I mean, I laughed. It was funny. But at the same time, it was kind of, like, stupid as well. Yeah, like, like that's, what, that's what got me with some of the stuff when it was... Dumb and dumber yeah. territory here now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, never mind the fact, like, uh, Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock is weird. Weird, but you know what? I really Captain liked people. it. I really liked I it. I could not keep my eyes open. I, I couldn't, like, everyone said, you know, waste Tom Hardy's talent to do this movie. You know what? It's Tom Hardy that made this movie. I was just like, going to say that. He was so good. This might be one of my favorite Tom Hardy roles. I don't know what it is. Maybe because he's finally playing a weak character. Tom Hardy always plays the tough guy, and this is a which is funny because he he's looks. Getting his ass he still looks like he, he looks like he's still ripped and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah. but like, uh, well, he didn't like. He does a great job, like when. Uh, uh, so basically, he he outs a story based on uh, his Michelle's uh, Michelle's um, and Annie and 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 and. It is. It is Anne. It is Anne. It is Anne. Because I was saying that. Yeah. Are you okay? Are you okay, Vanna? Anyway, um, uh, what the fuck was I gonna say? Oh yeah, cause so she's working for the big bad company, right? And he uses her info to out stuff, yeah. the shady shit that they're doing. Yeah. He gets fired. He gets her fired. She breaks up with him. Uh, oh, and gives him back the ring because mm-hmm. he asked her to marry him. Everything. So his whole life is fucked, and nobody is gonna work with him because wow, you know he fucked everything up, yeah. right? And, uh, but he does a good job of making you feel like he's down on his luck. He's probably going to kill himself. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and then gets that last little thing from, uh, what's her face? Jenny. Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate. Yeah. Sim- symbiote. Symbiote. Yes. The symbiote. I'm yeah. so happy they, they fixed that in the final movie. I agree. Cause when they did that, <laughs> the symbiote, she, said, that she says symbi- symbiote in the movie. I remember like, looking oh, at thanks. the screen going. Why would they say that? And we talked about symbiote. that on the podcast, and we were like, symbiote? <laughs> symbiote. You know, like, it'd be okay if she was the only one that said it that way, because yeah. then it would just be one of those things where she's saying it wrong, but yeah. no one wants to correct her because they don't want to be rude, mm-hmm. right? Um, everyone that's in the movie, though, I thought did a really good job. Um, yeah, like, there was no real part or a character in the movie that I thought was extraneous. No actor that was like kind of phoning it in or anything like that. Um, Story wise, like I said, like aside from the odd tonal shift, mm-hmm. still a lot of fun. Like I remember, like I was, I was smiling, I was laughing. Yeah, I, I thought was enjoying it was everything. A very fun movie. Uh, for a hundred million dollar budget, Venom looked fantastic. Venom looked. Awesome. I don't think there was any real scene like, where I was kind of like, oh, this is actually really shitty looking. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Venom looked great. Uh, she Venom looked great. 
Yeah, that was a lot of fun too. I can. I was Michelle like, Williams "Are you too. serious? They're gonna do that so quickly?" I love Michelle Williams, but like in this, I feel like she kind of like phoned it in at times. I didn't really feel like her chemistry was all there with Tom Hardy. I I agree with the chemistry. I didn't think it was there. Like even at the beginning uh, when they were supposed to be like yeah. serious. Yeah. I didn't buy it. I felt I bought it more when she was kind of like, uh, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then she wasn't really with him per se, but she was helping him because she realized that he wasn't making this stuff up and mm -hmm. there was actually some crazy shit going on. Uh, then I started to see the chemistry, uh, which is weird because I find most people generally have good chemistry with Tom Hardy. Mm -hmm. You know, like even in that, uh, what is it, uh, We're at War, that bullshit rom-com with Tom oh, Hardy Christopher I, that Pine, movie was funny and uh was it Reese Witherspoon Reese Witherspoon yeah they're fighting over Reese Witherspoon yeah decent decent enough but I actually thought the chemistry between Pine and Hardy was better than <laughs> either of them had with Reese that Witherspoon that was a beautiful bromance <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like if they made that movie now it yeah. would end with the two of them going like wait a minute I didn't understand why didn't they just call the movie Spy vs. Spy that's what I would have called it because there's a spy, spy versus, versus spy, right? Yeah, but there's no movie for a spy. I would have yeah, got the rights copyright. for that. Copyright. Mad TV? There's no way. Come on. There's a way. Was I gonna say? Oh, yeah, so I feel like it would have been funnier if the movie yeah. ended with the two of them going, you know what? What do we need her for when yeah. I love you? <laughs> you look a lot like Chris Pine. You don't say. You look a lot like a Thomas Hardy. Uh, uh, but that would actually be funny. Be that would be really funny. I guarantee that like 90% of the guys that went there with their wives would be like, well, this movie's gay. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> what is it your dad said? Dicks and bums? Dicks and bums. What's with all these movies about guys with dicks in their bums? Well, they don't have them in their bums all the time. Yeah, it's not showing it either. I mean, Every once in a porn. while, they decide that, that would be porn. they want a dick in their bum. That's yeah. whatever. Yeah, whatever <laughs> floats the boat. <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, oh, one of the things I really liked was that they established right away that they're aliens from another planet. Yes. That I really liked. I liked how... They all had their own personalities. Yeah. Which... Like Venom's like, you're the loser on Earth, and I'm the loser on my planet. <laughs> <laughs> reason why I picked you, Eddie, was because on my planet, I'm a loser, too. I was like, that's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life, that it was like, out of all the people. Yeah. And then they followed up by going like, uh... Yeah, Riot over there can, like, make blades and stuff like that. So, like, what are the chances of us winning? Oh, we're probably going to get killed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's go. It's <laughs> like, the one time I was like, holy shit, this is, this is actually legit funny. Like, I laughed yeah. out loud there. Um, and even just some of the reactions where, like, Venom's doing these things and Hardy's just along for the ride. He's just like, what the fuck is going on here? Mm -hmm. Like, he broke his leg. His leg was all mangled. That was great acting. Like, where he's just yeah. like, what was going on? With yeah, like, yeah. and I mean, like, like, I love it because it's, they didn't play that part for laughs. Yeah. They was like, straight up, like, I don't even know what the hell's going yeah. on and stuff like that. I'd be kind of horrified if my body was doing that. Oh, yeah, like, shooting weird black shit out of it and stuff like that. Um, I do feel like even though they, they kind of sort of hinted at the white spider, yeah. it could have been a little bit more pronounced. Mm -hmm. But I get why, because it's a direct tie to Spider-Man, yeah. and they haven't done the link yet, mm -hmm. if they do the link. But, uh, I mean, part of it was, I think, going into it, I wasn't expecting anything other than what I saw in the trailers. Yeah. So, I didn't think it was going to be this... You know, uh, subversive take on superheroes or whatever. I was just kind of like, okay, all right. Mm -hmm. um, 
I do kind of wish, like in the sequel, and I know that they'll do the opposite, but I kind of wish it for the sequel that they dial back some of the more Deadpool-like elements, make it a little bit more of a straight black comedy mm-hmm. without the obvious Daredevil or Deadpool ripoffs. Yeah. But they're going to go more the Deadpool route because oh, that's, that's what's hot right now. It made them uh, five times their budget. Yeah. So, I mean, after two million, they were even. Everything mm-hmm. else was profit. So, yeah. So of course, they can go that route. But uh, I'm actually really anxious to see what happened. But I also like the riot from the beginning taking over different bodies until it got to. Uh, what's the bad guy's name? Uh, yeah, Carlton Drake. Yes, Carlton Drake. Rizamod. Yes, Rizamod. That's what I wanted to hear. Rizamod. He was awesome. He was so good. He was so good. I liked movie. how, even though he was trying to play this like self righteous yeah. philanthropist, mm-hmm. he, there, there was at no point in time where you felt he was true. You yeah. knew that you there was something dirty shady about him. Yeah. And then, like for him to immediately, without missing a beat, go from like, "No, we're here to save the world," and they're like. Uh, yeah, we probably shouldn't do human testing. No, we're going to do human testing. Mm. But, 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 I don't care. Let's get bums. Yeah, <laughs> let's get bums. You know? Um, but he was great. Uh, even the stuff with Jenny Slate, uh, and, and she was a throwaway character. Yeah. But, like, she, they, they like I said, they all did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, the special effects were really good. I loved the fight scene where he's taking on all the armed guards. That is the, a good fight scene, in the, yeah. In the office building. Yeah. Um, like, some of the stuff they had Venom doing, some of the ways they tried to fuck Venom up. It felt a little spawn to me. It did feel a little spawn to me. Just way better looking. Yeah. You know that scene in Spawn where yeah. he's flipping around in that ballroom or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But then again, the special effects are infinitely better than Spawn. Oh, yeah, that was 20 years ago already. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, I mean, out of all the movies to come out... Spawn? Spawn. Watch it now and it's a hunk of garbage. Oh, it's so bad. Though, John Leguizamo as a clown is still awesome. Oh, still absolutely awesome. Still awesome. And, I mean, yeah, you can tell most of the budget went into the clown costume. Yeah. Which is insane. Sure didn't go into Melbogia or Violator. Yeah. Oh, they looked awful. (laughs) Yeah. And, I mean, like, we've talked before where we're big suckers for, like, stop motion and, and live action with CGI and stuff like that, but... Yeah. This was just fucking yeah. terrible. You guys weren't ready for that kind of CGI yet. No. 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 And also, to come out with like that style of a superhero movie, because it's not really a superhero movie. No. You know, it looks like it's a superhero movie. It's not. No. It deals with heaven and hell. This is some dark, mature themes. They were... They pulled it out too soon. The co- The cartoon was a better... Cartoon was great, but that came around the same time. Like, Spawn was so hot in the 90s. I never understood why, but like... His comic was selling like crazy. Oh, oh yeah. Gets a movie right away. Gets yeah. Gets an HBO TV series. But the HBO TV se- series was a smarter move and yeah. a better representation because yeah. they were able to flush things out. They're also able to just kind of they were able to justify the adult overtones and also especially because like twenty years ago a rated R movie wasn't mm-hmm. making money. No. You know what I mean? No. Like I think Blade got lucky. Blade got lucky and it didn't really hit it big till the Matrix, right? Right. But like I said, like Blade was one of those ones where it was rated R, yeah. and it, they just released it. It wasn't like there was this, this huge like ticker tape parade. It was mm-hmm. just kind of like, yeah, we came out with a movie with, about Blade. And yeah. It's rated R. See what happens. And then it made money. Wesley Slate movies were not making money before Blade. No. 
No, he had a good run right at the beginning. He had a good run at the beginning in the early 90s, and then just... Was it Passenger 57 after that? It was just, like, all downhill? Yeah. Uh, but he did Demolition Man after that. That was awesome. But that's that's a double bill, though. That's a double bill. That's a double bill. Art of War bombed. Art of War bombed. That, that, that was, was one of his good. last, like, theatrical that movies. Was good, it was a very I good really movie. I really liked that Very one. good movie. Really liked it. But anyway, uh, so, I mean... I actually look forward to owning Venom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope they do a director's cut because even Hardy was saying like the the cut scenes were some of his favorites, and I would have loved to see that. Yeah. And if it, it gives more of a meld between the beginning and less of a like a jarring tonal shift, it's kind of like uh, Batman v Superman. Yeah, uh, the director's cut was amazing. Oh, in comparison, like it's so a much night better. and day comparison. So much better. You know, and normally when I'm like, wait, you cut out an entire half hour. Do you really need that extra half hour? Because it's usually like an extra minute here, an extra minute there. But they really flushed out a story there where yeah. I could, I'm like, if you would have released that in the theaters, that movie would have done way better. Oh, easily. But anyway, so, I mean, I don't really have much else to say except I've loved it. Absolutely loved it. Special effects were great. Mm-hmm. The tone shift was the only thing that really kind of threw me for a loop. Oh, and uh, all the talk about uh, Woody Harrelson. Being Cletus Cassidy. I was excited to see him as Cletus Cassidy, and then we got Carrot Top with some awful dialogue. I, when I get out, it's going to be carnage. I know, I and like, I, I cringed at that Ugh. one. I cringed at that one, especially because we've established really? that the symbiotes pick their own name. Or yeah. or whether or they, however they get their names. But, like, Eddie didn't go, I guess we're Venom now. It yeah. was like, I'm Venom. Yeah. We're Venom. You know? So it was really like... Fuck off that you actually had to say carnage, you know? know. And know. Uh, his dialogue was pretty rough. Uh, his appearance, I didn't think it was too bad. Like, I didn't mind it because, I mean, he's a redhead in the book. But it was clearly fake hair. I mean, uh, I don't you know. know. I don't know. I realize now, though. Is Would that, it look better for him? It's just like a, an orange brush cut or something. I realize now, though, that I don't think they should have cast Woody Harrelson. No. I, you know, know, I mean, part of the things that I feel like made Carnage work as a character was that uh, Cassidy's younger than Eddie Brock, Mm -hmm. for one, which works because... clearly way older now. uh, The Carnage is the offspring of Venom. I'm not sure how they're going to do that. I'm hoping they do another offspring thing, but I'm not sure how they're going to do it. I don't know if they're going to do it. You know? There's no Carnage symbiote. Symbiote. (laughs) We would have saw it. No, but it's... In the comic books, uh, Venom... Gives birth to Carnage. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's the only way that makes sense that they can do it in this movie. Unless well, why would Venom do that? I can't remember why he did it in the comic books. Just something that they do, I guess. Because he didn't give birth in the comic, or was it uh, like a sound thing? His, his costume was dripping. Because I remember like Cletus like holding the outside bars and then it dripping onto his hand or something. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know if it was a choice that it's a. It has to be a birth thing because if it's just a piece of Venom. Then he would be like Venom too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also, Venom would have just reclaimed that piece. I'm pretty, like, I Wikipedia did immediately. And yeah. And yeah. He, is, he is Venom's well, son. Well, they do consider him the son. And yeah. he gave birth to him. And I remember the, the scene where it happened because uh, that was Mark Bagley, another one of my favorite artists. Right. How did we not mention How Bagley? did he not make the list? Oh my 
Because Bagley's one of my all-time favorites, Bagley too. Bagley is amazing. Between his amazing Spider-Man run, between his Ultimate Spider-Man run, mm-hmm. between his Thunderbolts run, mm-hmm. which I only looked at because he was drawing it, yep. his Batman run. Bagley, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Bagley. You're one of my favorites. Anyway, because he's going to watch this. Oh, yeah. He's, he's at home. He's sitting at home right now. Just, he's literally going what? like, I hope somebody mentions me in a camcast in yes. the middle of yes. Butt Fuck Thunder Bay. Oh, who are these two losers with two views? I shall watch this video. He sounds like an aristocrat, eh? Mm. Mm, yeah, this is my Bagley. Mm. All I've ever done was just do my drawings. <laughs> my drawings. <laughs> but, uh, but oh. yeah, so I don't know how they're going to do it, especially because as of right now, there's no way for the other symbiotes to come to Earth because the ship has been destroyed. Can we talk about like how slow Riot moves? Because he was hopping between people on the other side of the planet. And then Tom Hardy loses his job, his girlfriend, all that. And it jumps six months in the movie. And Riot still wasn't over to Oh, yeah, Earth. that's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. he arrives after that on the same person. Right. No, no. It was the same. It, it was a little. Oh, yeah. it, was a, it was a woman, a woman, an old woman, and then a little girl. <laughs> That's right. Came over on a little girl. That's right. There was a six-month so, flight. So Rides is hanging out on this little girl. Parents don't notice that the little girl's fucking messed up for six months. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. I knew there was something about that. That and the other thing too was that like they quickly established that the Venom symbiote can control Eddie. In mm-hmm. the beginning, before they have an agreement, but also, like, do things that normal humans wouldn't be able to do. Yeah. This one, they riot strolls. You know, like mm-hmm. there's no, oh yeah, good symbiote powers or anything like that. So yeah, you're right. I remember that. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So that, that was, was funny. A little jar. <laughs> that was actually kind of funny. That was funny. Right. Um, here I'll just go over my notes quickly. Yeah. See, oh, see what yeah, we exactly. missed. See what we missed. Um. Yeah, Ben and Marissa Music. You know, the whole supporting cast was great. Um, okay, uh, the final battle uh, between Ben and Riot was not fun to watch. Not fun to watch because to me it was just shades of Angley's Hulk all over again, where I didn't know what the fuck was going on half that time. Yeah, and there was a couple parts uh, where it's because Venom's um, black, black with white tints. And then you got this dark gray on Riot, and they're like they're sticking together and they're pulling. That part I, I don't know what the, the hell is trailer, going on in the trailer, and they had that one scene where they're both kind of popping out of the symbiote. Yeah, yeah. And I remember just being like, "Oh yeah, that's right. I that's right. I remember that one big that thing was, where it was not, a collage that was of not symbiotes. Fun. It was too much, too much blended CGI. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah, and they they did drag it out where like uh, what was it? Venom was disabled or knocked out or whatever so he wasn't yep. on Brock and then right. at the last second they did that whole like Brock gets him back type of thing mm-hmm. um, yeah there, there was a couple parts I remember just being like oh I and like, it was a long fight scene too it, it was very long it, was, it had a lot of cool spots there was a lot of cool spots that but final it, the finale to that fight no yep. no did yep. not like that at all it really just had me like uh, didn't enjoy it no that's that's right that's right. Didn't enjoy it. Um, I forgot about that part. The eating of people's heads, I thought, was hilarious. That was hilarious. That was, was so funny. Just wanting to eat brains. Yeah. So 
that that was funny. that part was actually really funny because I mean that's one of the things they they up and down with in the comic books. There's like a, when he came out, he was eating brains. Yeah, they even like said that it was because of the certain secretion that the brains did, and then like as Venom became more the lethal protector. They switched it so that it was chocolate. Like, you would eat chocolate, copious amounts yeah. of chocolate, because it was a similar enzyme or whatever. I can't yeah. remember exactly what it was. You would get more. It, so, it was obviously, he was eating bad guys. But, I mean, like, there was a couple of times you're just like, oh, I can't believe he just fucking did that. <laughs> he just fucking ate his brains. Like, he totally ate his head off. Or then, but the, the turn in the wind. <laughs> that... I, the critics shat all over that, but I actually thought, like, because of the way the movie is by yeah. that point, yeah. when you when he goes, you're nothing but a turn rolling like a in, turn the wind. in the wind. In the wind. Just like, with no, the like, voice. <laughs> it was like. And he, he, like, he had this, like, big grin on his if face. If they did. Wind. If this was this whole, like, serious movie, yeah. and then they did that line, I would have been like, fuck off. What is Are that? you fucking kidding me? Yeah. But because. The rest of the movie is a Deadpool Venom movie. Yeah. I was like, okay, it's actually it, it's fine, it's okay, it's fine. But it is hilarious though that the uh, the owner of that restaurant or this the corner store is like, okay, so Eddie Brock is a weird fucking alien dude. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's cool that you can do cool. shop here. Yeah. That's fine. Buy whenever. <laughs> Turned rolling uh, in the wind or whatever. That was that. That was actually that was funny. <laughs> it was really funny. I like how they came out, uh, came down on spaceships that was piloted by Joe yeah, Jameson. I know. I thought that was. Uh, I wish they would have done more with it instead of killing him off. Yeah, they kill him off real quick, like immediately, real quick. But uh, what else are they going to do? Yeah. Well, I mean, I still think <clears throat> Sony really missed the boat by not saying this was an origin film. I agree too. I a hundred percent agree. They made this movie last year. This could have easily been how the symbiotes came to Earth. Oh man. And especially because oh, that, that was a really good this movie. This is a damn good movie. Real good movie. Really good movie. But uh, I mean like Rebecca Ferguson again. I know. I was like I forgot she was in Gosh, she's an amazing actress. So uh, great. Uh but yeah, like I, I feel like they missed a missed a huge step there. Yeah. But whatever. Um the only thing the only major gripe I have is that they killed off all the symbionts. They did, didn't they? The other two died during trial. That's right. They died, died during trial, and then Riot so, was the only one that stuck around. So he's got to give birth to make Carnage. It has to. It's the only way to have another symbiote. Unless... Uh, there was another one that no one saw. Well, hold on. The uh, the rocket launch, that explodes, though, right? I believe, I believe so. Yeah, it did, because Venom was up there, and it explodes. Yes, yes, yes. That's right, and then they do that tease that Venom's dead. And that was another one where I kind of eye-rolled, because you're just like, Obviously. Oh, so maybe it's just splashes of Riot that kind of like... Maybe Carnage will be a kid of Riot. Okay. Uh, that actually could work too because then... Because uh, we don't we don't actually see the body. Yeah. We didn't see the burn And up. Carnage does the big blades with his hands and stuff. That's right. Just okay. Like that works. That would work. Mm -hmm. You know? As long as they make him red though. Yeah. As long as he's predominantly red with black undertones. Because then that'll visually... That fight scene will be... Pop. Exactly. Pop you gotta, it's got to be a bright red, though. Yeah. If it's like a dark red, it'll just blend, look like it'll a, blend like right a in again. Bright blood red, and that'll look great. <clears throat> That's all I got, man. That's Venom. That I, is it. That Venom, is all. Venom, I thought it was a fun flick. Yep. I thought, in some cases, it was forgettable. I would say it's a, it's a good... I would say, actually, I would say three and a half, uh, three Chris's out of five. 
It does. I like. I read some reviews where people were saying this feels very much like a pre MCU Marvel film. It does. Yeah. Oh yeah. It yeah, feels like it came does. out around the time of Fantastic Four and Daredevil and all those. But in Sony's defense, uh, because they've had a number of missteps with their superhero movies in the past, mm-hmm. like it seems like right after Sam Raimi's third Spider Man, yeah, it's been one misstep after another. You know. So then, for them to maybe follow like a pre-MCU template yeah which is not bad by any means sure it's a dated template it puts them in a prime position to go bonkers in the next movie yeah they can do whatever the fuck they want now. I mean well we're definitely going to see Venom 2 now we're definitely going to see Venom 3 which makes me happy so we're going to probably hopefully get a complete trilogy unless Marvel's like hey we want to use Venom here's the money yeah yeah exactly who knows but still <laughs> but I mean, um we're, we're going we're going to see freaking Morbius now Gonna happen. Blackout's gonna happen. Silk, see, Silk is gonna happen. All those ones they talk about are gonna happen. Well, the Black Cat for sure happening, uh, which I, I I heard the green light lit, but even still, Morbius. I'm like, no, Morbius. Don't do it, Jared Leto. Don't do it. Yeah. And I like Jared Jared Leto. He is a ridiculously good actor. Yeah. I do wish we would have saw more of his Joker, hands down. Uh, but Morbius. You know what? Morbius is a vampire. The end of the day, it'll be nothing more than a vampire movie. And how many vampire movies are really crazy successful? You're not gonna be bringing in Venom money with Morbius. Yeah, not even close. Nope. Because <clears throat> so. even like I like I said before, like mentioning Morbius to my wife was like, okay, who the fuck's he? Yeah, who's Morbius? And then I go, oh, he's the living vampire. Mm-hmm. What the fuck does that mean? Okay, well, here's the story, and she's just like, okay, so like, are they just doing a superhero movie with anybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's basically that's what's pretty coming much down the to. attempt that they're gonna do now. Pretty much, you know, I, I, I still say don't do Morbius. Black Cat depends. Can can they do any character with the word spider in the title? I don't think so. Marvel took the took that right, so you can't. They can't do a live action. <clears throat> I don't even think they could do. Uh, well, because, like, Did even he... in uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. they don't call Spider-Woman anything other than Gwen. Right. 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 Um, although, I don't think she's actually officially called Spider-Woman now. She's had a different name. Uh, Ghost Spider. Ghost Spider, right? Yeah. yeah. But even then, they don't even call her Ghost Spider in the trailer. No. It's just Gwen. Because the Jessica Drew Spider-Woman movie would be good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be good. Yeah, I don't know. I'm done with Venom. That is Venom. That is Venom. Venom. Yeah. Did you watch Venom? Did you like Venom? Let us know down below. You can uh, talk to us on what, Chris? SoundCloud. It, iTunes. You can listen to us on there. You can't talk to oh, us hold on, there. hold on. Okay, okay, okay. Right, Facebook. Yes. Instagram. Yes. YouTube. Yes. You can do comments on YouTube. You can do that. That's right. That's you know right. that well. I do. You comment. I did. I did comment. Had no choice. Yes. I thought it was hysterical. Yeah. Oh, they're eating donuts now. Well, I didn't notice the donuts actually, but I saw him slipping away in the Tim Hortons cup. I was like, that's fucking priceless. Yeah. Fucking priceless. Okay, so, uh, sorry. So, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Yeah. Those are the ones we can comment on. Right. Okay, and then there's iTunes and SoundCloud. Bam. After all, after over a year. At Geek Pants Media. At Geek Pants Media? They already know that shit. They better now. Yeah, of course. Of course. Hey, thanks for stopping by. 
Yes. And you stay classy. If you're not wearing your symbiotes, you're naked. <laughs> you got geek pants. <laughs> <laughs> These pancakes are delicious.